0: Tom Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm very excited to have on today's call Ben Settle, who is one of my favorite copywriters online, one of my favorite newsletters that I read daily, um, and you can check out his work at bensettle.com. And what Ben helps many people do around the world is increase their sales uh, with email, and he does it through I mean, essentially, I don't know if there's maybe any kind of more advanced way to say this, but basically just emailing every day, writing every day, which sounds so simple. And I think it is pretty darn simple. And we'll talk about that, but it can be so effective. So Ben, thank you so much for joining us on In the Trenches.
1: Oh, thanks for having me back, man. I mean, we've talked before and it's always good talking to you. So I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So uh, before we get into kind of that tactic of, of mailing every day and why that's so effective and what your experience has been with it, Maybe back up a little bit. How would you even get into writing in the first place and, and copywriting and, and email marketing?
1: Okay. Well, I'll try to make this as short as possible. When I was right, getting ready to graduate college, I didn't want to have to have a job and all that. So I was watching this infomercial by this uh, fine upstanding businessman named Kevin Trudeau, who's now serving time in prison. <laughs> you see what that's going, heading toward. But at the time, he was the infomercial king, and there's an infomercial on called Financial Freedom. Which he was basically building his MLM downline using infomercials, joined into that, gotten a lot of debt, absolutely sucked at MLM for a couple of years. I just was floundering around, gotten like I don't know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in debt. I mean, it was a lot. I ended up living in this one room office because I couldn't really afford a place to live. Got I was trying to like recruit local business people using cassette tapes because it's back when cassette tapes were being used, trying to hand them out to people and all that, and just getting laughed at and abused and everything. Eventually, I just was laying there at 3 a.m. in the morning, thinking, "God, you obviously don't want me doing MLM. I mean, this I'm I'm terrible at this." And uh, you know, I just kind of got up and and looked at my bookshelf, and there was this book called "The Seven Lost Secrets of Success" by a guy named Joe Vitale, and the book is about this old school advertising guy named Bruce Barton. Bruce Barton, nobody really knows who he is today, but in the early to mid 1900s, he was like a household name. He was advising presidents. He was a well-known businessman. He's the second B in the giant BBDO ad agency, which is still around now. He was an open enemy of FDR. He was just—he's just everywhere. Everybody knew who he was. Well, in 1919, right after World War One, this uh, out-of-work sales manager came to him looking for help. And this is what I read in the book. I just kind of turned to this page. You know, I guess he had like a, his specialty was writing sales letters. So Bruce Barton's like, look, you need you need a job. Why don't you look out this window at all these buildings out there, all these businesses? Why don't you write a letter hire selling them and hiring you? And that story just stuck with me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can I didn't know you could like make a living writing just letters because I'm I don't really like being I don't really I'm not an extroverted guy or anything. I'm, I'm very introverted. And you know, I just don't want to walk around asking people if they keep their options open for making money and all that. I wouldn't be able to write a letter and just be done. So that got me into, I, I kind of looked into copywriting and sales letters and it was like a rabbit hole after that. And then probably about five or six years later, I transitioned into email specifically and started specializing in that. And now that's mainly what I'm known for. I still love copywriting, but I'm mostly known for emails. And I've built a very simple business based on sending one or two emails a day that's worked pretty well. And other people have used it too. And you know, it's just so simple. I've, nobody like thinks it's possible, but... That, that's like the real short version of everything. <laughs>
0: what an adventure going down the, the MLM rabbit hole and, and getting back out alive.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, MLM. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gateway drug to entrepreneurship, though. So, you know, it's not totally bad, but.
0: No, that's interesting. Okay. So then you get into this, you start doing. How long have you been running kind of bensettle.com and doing this daily email now for?
1: Uh, I've had the website since 2002, but I didn't start doing daily emails until 2000, like the very end of 2008. So probably was eight or nine years now. And so I just do it every day, you know, without fail, without any excuses, anything that I always have an email or maybe several emails going out, depending on what, like I sent a second one today. I didn't have to, I just did it because it was fun. To me, it's like eating dessert. Like I enjoy it. Like, I don't think it's hard. I, it's kind of therapeutic when you get into it. And people who do, do this sort of thing will tell you the same thing. It's not, it's not necessarily a chore when you know how to do this. It's, it's fun. When you're, you see sales rolling in, it's even more fun.
0: Okay. So yeah. So talk me through that. Like when you started to set this up, what are, what are some of the foundational things you have to think about or consider kind of before you even, you start going the daily email route? Are there some basics or fundamentals that we have to have established?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very, very important to understand the power of consistency, consistency trumps proficiency. I mean, it's far more important to be consistent than to be like this great writer. You'll get better as you do it. And most people aren't going to start out writing these like great emails. I mean, you just got to start out however you are, you know, learn a few principles of how these things work and just start doing it every day. And you'll start having a dialogue with your list. And it it becomes very clear what you should be saying, what you shouldn't be saying. But consistency is the most important thing. You just make that commitment. There's not a lot of people, like in our world, Tom, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people who have character. And by character I mean they're not bad people or anything, but character is is following through on a decision long after the excitement of the moment has passed when you made that decision. So you gotta make that decision. I'm gonna write an email every day. And when you understand the benefits of it, this becomes an easy decision. But then you gotta stick with it. A lot of people don't stick with it. I know this one person, I'm not gonna name her because I think she's a great person, and everything, and she's admitted that she's kind of screwed this up a couple of times. I remember she uh started doing following my system, became part of my newsletter and all that. And then she she had – she like left thinking that it was more important to focus on something else. And she came back and she started writing daily and she started logging in, in a Facebook group I have that – saying, wow, I'm out of day 90. I can't even tell you how much my life has changed writing an email every day for 90 days. Like everything, like clients were coming to her. She's making more money. She was just having a more fun time doing it. Her life was becoming more structured. She was finding success come to her. People were starting to want to like do business, like joint ventures with her, all because she was consistently out there every day. And this was just 90 days. And then she ended up falling off the wagon again <laughs> and recently came back and she's like, I went through all of my like my, my emails after the last couple, cause she had like a rough couple months and she had some personal tragedies and stuff. And she's like, I was making money from these emails and you know, why did I ever stop? You know? So, you know, I guess some people have to learn the lesson the hard way, but that consistency is everything. Just be consistent, put your mind into this and understand that, you know, like everybody's being taught on the internet that everything has to be easy and fast and all that. I don't think anything's easy, but I do think mm. writing an email day is very simple. So simple, simplicity and consistency are really the keys.
0: Okay, I love this. So there's a couple questions I want to I ask. The first is, so you have bensettle.com. You have obviously the newsletter. Um, you know, that's why people sign up for the free one. And then you also have a paid one. Email players, you know, and, and I love that. But how do I know, you know, what content should be like exclusive for like the email newsletter, the free one, for example? Then what should I publish on my newsletter or I'm sorry, on my blog? Do you have any suggestions on that? And we won't even get into like, you know, paid versus free content just yet.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't give away stuff for free that other people are paying for. So I don't hard teach in my emails or on my blog or any of that stuff or in videos. I teach principles, not tactics when it comes to, and strategies and stuff. I don't really teach tactics free. That's the stuff people pay for, but I will teach people strategies and concepts and principles all day long in emails and blogs and all that. If that makes sense. I'll, for example, the, I'll, I'll t- I could write an email about the power of consistency. Mm. Have I really like taught anybody anything hard from the newsletter? No. But I've given them a nice foundation and something to think about. I, I think principles are more important than tactics in a lot of different ways. In fact, from what I understand, fighter pilots in Vietnam and all that are mm. told a principle overrides a tactic. It's more important. Mm-hmm. So I like to give people principles and then I like to sell them the tactics. Mm.
0: I really like that. I'm writing that down. Okay, that's great. Now, so that explains actually between like kind of the free newsletter and then obviously getting email players is is going in. I'm going to, if I'm purchasing that, I'm getting more of the tactics, more of the kind of 10 foot perspective type content, correct?
1: Yeah. And let's take this, let's take it to another niche. So, you know, it's more relatable to the average person, you know, because not everybody sells internet market. I mean, I guess a lot of people do, but let's, for someone who's, someone who's wise enough to actually be in a consumer niche, which I'm going to be getting back into actually very soon, the golf niche. But Let's say weight loss, for example, because everybody's pretty familiar with that. I spent a lot of time in the weight loss niche and, and that sort of thing. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, eat this exact food at this exact time and, and all that. You know, that would be something in the paid product. In an email people get, I might talk about, for example, like something I read in the news, like, you know, some doctors are not accepting patients who are over a certain weight anymore, which was an actual news story. I remember writing an email about it's not like I'm teaching them anything, but it's still informational and valuable to them. And it sets them up to want to actually lose weight because it's a scary thought that I'm too heavy. And no doctor's even going to want to see me. Mm-hmm. So that's like one example. Like the news, things that are going on in their lives. My dad, for example, this last couple of years, he's had like this really bad mole problem in his yard, like just mounds and piles of mole. <laughs> like showing up in his yard. You could not bore him on the subject of moles. You know, if you if he got emails talking about moles, I mean, it, without even saying what exact stuff to you know use, he would be in, endlessly fascinated by it because it's in his world. Mm. So the key is to get in people's world. What are they thinking? What's what's important to them? Just talk about it. so have a conversation with them, and then you'll be more ready to you know, at the end give them a link where they can buy something. But not until you've established there's a problem or some kind of vision of the problem or whatever it is they want. So going back to weight loss, if I paint a picture about how Someone who's too heavy is not going to be able to get into the best doctors. You know, that could scare them. That could scare people. And it's a very real thing. And I built this vision of it first. And now they're ready to look at whatever I have to sell. So I'm, I'm very big on building visions and being in other people's world. And this is not stuff I made up by any means. These are principles taught by the late Jim Camp, who was the world's most feared negotiator. I'm a big fan of his. I, I think there's so much. If you just did those things, build a vision of the problem before you pitch and get in their world
0: at all times, you can't lose. Mm, I love that. Get in their world um, and building the vision. That's fantastic. On your blog, though, like I see you publishing, you know, maybe once a week, but obviously you're doing daily or sometimes one daily. What content goes on your blog versus what do you keep in your newsletter? Like how do you decide that if if at all, if it's even a thought process, or you just kind of randomly do it?
1: The only thing I put on my blog is my daily emails. And I don't even do that every day because sometimes I recycle emails from before then so I don't bother putting them back on the blog. But that's it. I I have no real strategy with my blog. But okay, my way of thinking, and this is this is something that people like they they argue with me about this until the college come home. I've had very high level A-list copywriters and marketers literally like completely argue with me on this and they're wrong. Okay. So the, <laughs> rest assured I'm about to say is very true. The only purpose of a, a website, if you're doing direct response marketing, which I assume we're all doing listening to this, the only purpose of your website ultimately at the end of the day is to build a, a list. Now, people will say, well, do I need to brand myself and I want to build credibility for myself and I want to demonstrate what I know. And I'll... You have to ask, why are you demonstrating what you know? Why do you want to brand yourself? Why, why is that important? I mean, at the end of the day, why are you doing that? And it's to get a sale. Again, the principle is to build a list. The tactics are, well, I need to brand myself or demonstrate my knowledge or, or whatever it is that people think the purpose of a website is. At the end of the day, it's to build a list. Now, in my case, I'm trying to build an opt-in list. That's why I have it rigged. My web guy, Jim Yagi, who computer scientist, brilliant guy. He, I work with him on a lot of stuff. And my other, actually, he's my AdWords guy. But he, I have a, another guy who's a web guy. His name's Keith Commons. They're both brilliant. But I had Jim Yagi because he's very familiar with this kind of stuff. What I'm trying to do. On my blog, every day, you know, if I put an email up, it's pitching Email Players 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to my blog and you click any of the links in any of the blog posts, go to EmailPlayers.com. It doesn't take you to EmailPlayers.com. It takes you to a page of my blog that urges you to opt in to get a free issue of EmailPlayers.com. Because when you opt in, I give you the first issue free as a PDF, not a print, obviously. And I'm doing that because my first, the principle I'm going by is I want to build the list first. Because once I get someone on my list, I can now sell them over time. I don't want someone going to my emailplayers.com when they haven't been on my list first. I want them to get to know me. I want them to know who – there's a lot of people who should not be buying that product. So they'll figure that out by being on my list. That's the purpose of a website in my way of thinking. And this is why I don't have outbound links and like a, a blog roll and all that stuff. No, the point is to get them in there. If they never come back to my site after they opt in, I'm okay with that. I don't need them coming back. Like I don't care about website views and all that. I, I don't. I want them to opt in and never even go back there. I want them to just read my emails after that. So that's the principle I go by when it comes to my blog. It's not a matter of, of putting content up there. It's just a matter of demonstrating my knowledge so that they join my list.
0: Yeah, I like that. Where where do you see like – and I'm, I'm sure this is ranges across industries. But where have you seen like anything recently where you've seen like this is a great example of like um, you know, I- industries outside of, cor- uh, you know, copywriting, direct response, marketing, stuff like that, where people are using this tactic or are using the strategy, uh, you know, the idea of like kind of publishing daily, sending emails to their newsletter daily, um, where it's working really well. Or even people, even if you have examples where you go check it out and be like, oh, okay, interesting. Because I think some people have a hard time like thinking like, how could I possibly write so much content? But maybe if they can see an example of other people doing it in certain niches or industries, it might be might be helpful.
1: You know, I can't think of any, because I live in this world of marketing and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know a lot of people. I, there are people who do it cuz there's people uh, who are customers of mine who do it and I'm trying to trying to th- Well, there's okay, so for example, there's a guy named Roger Heska. Yeah. And uh he's in the he's in the fitness world and I think it's he's got a lot of URLs but like I, one of them is superbeing.com. He calls himself like the 46-year-old teenager because he really he does look young. Do <laughs> whatever he's doing it works. And he writes daily emails and he'd be an example of someone who does this. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I assume he's still doing it. And so that would be one example. You know, there's – I'm just trying to think. I mean most people I deal with are actually doing business-to-business stuff. So, Ah, But but, but, I mean it's the same concept. It doesn't matter what you're selling. It's all the same.
0: So this – okay. So most people are doing business-to-business. Do you find that this is then kind of equally uh, effective in a B2B type setting? Like is there anything you'd have to like consider if it's B2B versus B2C?
1: Well, you always want to you want to modulate everything to your to your market as far as yeah. how you speak to them and all that. But the structure of sending a daily email applies to any. I can't imagine sure. it not applying to anything. It's just but you know what you say is going to be dep- like for example, when I sold in the weight loss niche, it was under a pen name that was a female, so obviously I'm not talking to them like I do in bedandsettle.com list. Mm. I'm not letting the cracking out, you know, crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm t- I'm talking to them very differently, you know. And, and so you got to modulate it to your market. But the structure of everything is the same. I mean, it's the exact same. Mm.
0: Okay, great. Again, and I, I actually, I think you kind of answered this because, but I've written it down. You know, I see some some compelling uh, thoughts on like long form content for blogs. And I guess it comes back to like the why are you doing it, which is, you know, to build that list. But I was just curious if you had any thoughts about that, like in terms of like, you know, even though, you know, we might be seeing the market, I think a lot of people or long form content, like four thousand words plus or something like that, you know, be, being a great like lead generator for a blog. Is there ever a time where you think that might be inappropriate, not necessarily like by itself like strategy or tactic, but does that can that supplement the daily emails?
1: You could. I, I don't do that, but you know, a lot of people doing that think they're getting yeah. SEO and all that. And it's yeah. just to me, and maybe they are. I'm not saying, saying people shouldn't sure. or should. I think that if you bog people down with too much content, you're gonna lose the opt-in. I mean I'm – now there may be markets where this doesn't apply. I, sure. I admit it. Like there might be some – like for example, if you have a political list that's like libertarian-minded, they tend to like long, meaty mm. dissertations. You know, and I still wouldn't do it though. I would still go for the opt-in. I would just write just like my daily emails. I'm, like I don't understand this like minimum word count thing. Just write what you want to write. If it happens to be 200 words, great. If it's 2,000, fine. I don't really ha- I don't place limits and you know that sort of thing on on any of my writing because you know this is the problem with article directories right now mm-hmm. there was so much spam going on and they had to do something I understand it but it penalized good copywriters because they started implementing minimum word constants so now I can say in 150 words but someone who's not very good at writing. It takes them 500 words to say. Right. So, you know, I'm against this whole like pigeonholing ourselves into you have to do this or have to do that. Even what I just said about the purpose of a website is build a list. I say go ahead and test it out. If you want to have outbound links and social media share buttons, all that, be my guest. But I know the way I'm going after it is like old school direct response. I want to build a list. And what do I have to do to build a list fastest and easiest and in a way that people like? And to me, it's just I take my daily emails and I put them on my blog.
0: It's so simple, but it's also tough at the end of the day. Like, I think it's tough because it's a commitment and it's the consistency you talked about. Like, uh, I think that's, you know, there's something to be said for that. It's just, it can be a challenge for people. When it comes to something like that, I, I know you kind of said it by saying, you know, by committing to it and just writing every day. You start to build a dialogue and then you get to know what people want to hear from you. But how about for that person, like just starting out, kind of getting ready to, to dive into that? Is there anything that you know you recommend in terms of like having like a certain amount of content built out before they might you know test the waters with this, or really is it just like dive in, figure it out as you go?
1: Well, I think I think you just have to do it because trying to plan. I mean, just start writing an email a day, even if you have no list. Yeah, you'll have a list. I mean, you have to build a list. So if you have two people on your list, write them an email every day. It, it, yeah. Like it, the better, the more emails you. If you have zero people on your list, write an email every day because you're just going to get better at this. Or you could write it and put it in an autoresponder, and so it's going on on a schedule. And when you do get a list, it'll all be ready. But I, I don't think people should put off yeah. put this off at all.
0: So I think you did a really good job of like telling stories. Obviously, I know that's probably a skill you've both acquired and like mastered over time, and probably are continually mastering. But do you have any like I guess thoughts or or ideas on like what's an appropriate way to like structure email? I feel like there's there's definitely like you know, underneath the words, there's probably like something along the lines of like, you know, start with a you know, personal story, transition to something else. And again, I that might not be the way you like to get granular on these kind of things, but I'm just curious if there is something that like a formula or some kind of structure people can say and be like, okay, yeah, this is it. Like, even though I know the most important thing is emailing, but is there, is there something that you approach or have developed even in your own writing style where there's kind of like this, you know, like this is the the process is going to go through. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, the the here's the thing with storytelling. I seem to have an opinion on everything, don't I? <laughs> I like. It. That's why you're here. <laughs> I, I like Donald Trump. Nobody's better at stories than me. Nobody's better at this than me. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is storytelling has been made so complicated by people. It astounds me. Well, you have seven ways of. There's seven. Plots. I mean, it's just that it's all horseshit. Look, what you do is you pretend you're at the bar and you're telling a story to someone. However, you would say it, that's just write it down. It's that simple. Like everybody tells stories all the time, and they just don't even realize they're doing it. If I said, Tom, tell me the story about how you got this podcast started, you would just start talking and telling me. All you gotta do is write it down. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, write like you talk.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's uh, funny. Seth Godin says that a lot. You know, I used to read him for for a long time. Still do. He's he's also one of those daily email people I've been yeah. reading for a long time, and he's always said that, right? Like you talk. I guess that comes down to kind of being personal and making it feel like a dialogue, and, and versus yeah, you, like kind of coming at this like academically or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's the worst thing anyone can do, and I don't care how stuffy the market is. You've got to be a personality, and everybody has a personality. What I recommend people do. And see, this is the problem with swiping emails. This is why I'm so yeah. against e- people swipe emails for the, partly for what I'm about to say. You can't swipe a personality. Emails, it's a personality. Take your personality, the whatever traits that, whether good or bad, and I'll give an example of a bad trait that I have that I accentuated one or two or three points. So for example, I, I'm kind of, I can be kind of crotchety and kind of grumpy and, you know, not really liking people and all that. So I just play it up in my emails. I I ratchet that up a couple notches and I have fun with it. And so whatever aspect, whatever your personality is, and you know this is different for everybody, just go ahead and make a cartoon, almost like caricature of it, and just have fun with it. And you know now if you're writing to a serious market, for example, and there's always like exceptions, right? So let's say you're writing to people who have cancer, like that's right. your market, which I think would be a good market to sell in. Actually, I've I've not done it, but. I think it would depress me to be in a market like that, but some people have that mind where they could do it. Obviously, you're not going to come out telling jokes and all this stuff, but you can still tell stories. You can still be you. You can still be you. Like There's people, for example, who are super compassionate people. So they should accentuate that a little bit more than they really are in real life. And and that, that little bit of exaggeration will get you noticed. It has a, a natural in, inherent entertainment value. So, you know, whatever it is, your personality is just go ahead. If you happen to have a dry sense of humor, then be, have a dry sense of humor in your emails. It's like, just be you so that when people read your, you, what you want is like your, the people who are closest to you, your family, friends, would they recognize that it was you as the writer? And if the answer is yes, that means you're doing it right. If it's no, because you're writing all academically and cold and stale, then you have to change that. Your mom should recognize your voice in your writing. I guess that's the too long, didn't read version of it.
0: I love it. A few more minutes here, a couple more questions. You're directing people to, to email players most of the time. I mean, I know I've, I've noticed, obviously, you know, when you have a new book out, we'll talk about that in a second Yeah, um, and stuff yeah. like that. You, you you push people to that in different ways. So like, for example, like I run a, kind of essentially what is equivalent to maybe like a, maybe a creative advisory firm or like an agency when it comes to okay. like, we do, you know, product launches, marketing and stuff like that. So I'm very aware that I probably should be focusing on that niche and teaching in that space. Um, and that would be a great lead generator. In that context, does that make sense to like go kind of go as niche as kind of your market is? And that's what I'd write on. Or does it make sense for me to try to be a little more broad and just like write about like, I don't know, marketing or something like that? Which actually, I'm saying it out loud and I'm already thinking that's probably the answer is no, but I'm just curious your opinion.
1: (laughs) You can write about anything you want as long as you can tie it to whatever it is your agency is doing. So, for example, you mentioned you guys help people with product launches. Yeah. You can write an email about a, a product launch that went really bad and like made somebody go bankrupt right yeah. you built a vision up of now what someone who doesn't do a product launch right can have but we can help you with that our clients are you know don't have that problem and you know whatever yeah. your call to action is give us a call or send us an email we'll talk about it. so you can you can t- you can go broad if you want i mean sometimes i don't even talk about business at all i'll talk about a movie i saw And then somehow twist it into like why they should go to email players. I, I I don't, I I don't really have like a, people always ask, how do you do that? I don't, I think you just have to write a lot and it becomes like something you just do. Like, I don't know if I can like show someone how to do that because it's just a function of playing around and doing it every day. And some, you know, the first several emails, they're going to be a little clunky. Probably that's okay. At least you're out there doing it. And that's what more than what most people are doing.
0: Yeah, totally. Okay. Fantastic. So now I want to transition to kind of what you're working on now with the book and everything else. Tell us a little bit about that. You, we talked a little bit about it offline, but what is it? Where can people get it?
1: Well, I mean, back in like August of 2013, I started writing a novel called Zombie Cop. And I always knew it would be seven book series. And I've written the fir- written and published the first three. They've all been on Amazon. The, the last one I published was like over a year ago. But this last summer, I decided I'm going to bang out books four, five, six, and seven, all the first drafts. And I did. July, August, September, and November, I, I banged all four of them out. So starting in 2017, I'm going to start editing and publishing all those. Hopefully by the end of the year, they'll all be published. So that's consuming a lot of my time right now. I have this vision of ultimately getting these made into movies, but, you know, I have to have a lot of control over it because I don't want Hollywood screwing it up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm banging, I'm kind of formulating my own business plan for this and all that. But right now I just want to get the books finished. So that's one thing. I, I also um, have part ownership in a, a business in the golf niche. And we launched it about a year and a half ago. We had a bunch of problems. Now we're going to relaunch that pretty soon, probably in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So I got that going on. I've been real active. Um, uh, I don't know, I started this Facebook group I don't know, earlier this year, like last summer. And somehow it's it's starting to become an obsession with people. Like it's literally I like it's a time suck for everyone, me included. It's it's just one of these things. But I'm seeing a lot of potential in that. So I'm I'm playing around with ways to deal with that. Yeah, you know, so it's stuff like that. Like it's a lot of. Uh, it's not like it used to be. I have the email stuff down. I have my one email a day. My main business is, is it takes me ten fifteen minutes a day, and I'm done. So now I'm going to do all this fun stuff and different stuff.
0: That's awesome. You're a pretty prolific writer. Clearly, I think you'd wrote a book in like a few days or something like that recently. Wasn't it? Take,
1: it take yeah. These novels would take me. They're all fourteen chapters long, so I would do one chapter a day. But these last two, I did much faster, like within nine or ten days each, and so that was nice. I just like ran with it. It was just fun. I just had fun with it. it yeah. I love writing these things. I'm just kind of sad when I re- finished the last sentence of the seventh book. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I mean, I got like I got like chills. I was like, I can't believe I just finished this. You know? yeah. Like this is this is kind of cool. Of course, they're not
0: done yet. I just have to edit them and all that.
1: But it was nice to have the whole story kind of fleshed out. Right. So, you know, so to speak, they're monster books, you know.
0: Right. So I see the one benefit of writing every day is that you develop that. Now obviously you get very, very, very good at writing quite a lot. Very fast. Very, very fast too. Yeah. Yeah, And then now how about when it comes to editing, do you have anybody edit your blogs, newsletters, or even, or your books and maybe, yeah, maybe the books, but do you have anybody edit your content?
1: Well, I go through nine, like 10 drafts total. And then I hand it to my publisher and he'll go through and edit it. But really him and I just, we're, we're both sucky at catching spelling and grammar because his problem is I I, I write – my editor's like one of my best friends and I really write these books for me and him. We have the same like taste in this stuff. I'm like doing it because I think mm-hmm. it's cool. I don't know if a general audience will or not. And he gets into them, and I think he misses stuff because he gets sucked into the book. So I know these last four I'm going to have. After he gets done doing the editing, I'm going to have like a professional editor go through it to make sure they catch everything because we always have like tons of spelling errors and still. And and, and the thing is, is he's already a good editor. He's actually the most prolific writer of, of computer books in the planet as far as I know. It's just, I think he gets sucked into them. I think he just gets sucked into the story and, you know, so misses stuff. But, you know, I, that's, a good, that's a good sign usually though. If he was bored, you know, that would not.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. OK, fantastic. <laughs> Wrapping this up. Where can people reach out to you? Where's best to find you? Where can they get your uh, your newsletter um, and anything else you want to point them to?
1: Uh, just go to bensettle.com. And if you give me your precious snowflake-like email address, <laughs> I'll s- send you the first issue of my email player's newsletter as a PDF. It's a print newsletter, but I'll send you the PDF for the first issue. There's 24 different ways of making more sales with emails in there. It's a no-brainer to take that thing and start just say, oh, here's an idea and start writing. And I've had people tell me they've made like thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars just using that free issue. So that's – if you don't want to opt in, if you're like you know nervous Nelly about giving me your email address thinking I'm going to spam you or whatever, then you can bypass it at bensettle.com. Just go straight to the blog and there's like almost 2,000 pages of blog posts and well over a dozen hours of audio and video training. It's all free. So bensettle.com.
0: Fantastic. So my last question is if people want to get the backorder catalog, can they?
1: Um, only when they've become paid email player subscribers, they they have they can buy the back issues, but nobody can, nobody can buy them unless they're already paying subscribers. There's a very specific reason for that. This is not an info like an ebook info product you buy once. It's like I only want people who are going to commit to the long term, who treat this as an investment and not a purchase. Yep. Because it it should be an investment. It's it's you know it's it's like going to the gym. You know, people think they can just go to the gym one day and say, oh, that's it. I don't need any more help. That's not the kind of mindset I want. I want people to have a long term. I'm going to stay with this because I know it's going to consistently make me money ongoing. So that's why I don't, I don't just like, I mean, I could, I could sell all this stuff if I wanted to, but I, I have a. ever, again, I follow a principle based thing and not tactics. And so the principle is I want people to be successful. How's the mm-hmm. best way to make them successful? It's by not letting them, you know, skip steps and, and not letting them not be disciplined and not letting them just kind of think they're going to just skid by because this takes work. I mean, it's not fantasy land; it takes work.
0: I love that. I man, what a great way to end it. I appreciate your your perspective. Um, I appreciate the focus on principle and letting that guide everything else. Ben, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Um, you too, some, man. Some great food for thought. I know this is a meaty one. I'm going to come back and listen to, and I hope everybody else does too. Definitely check out bensettle.com. Highly recommend the newsletter. Check it out. And other than that, Ben, take care, man. It was great having you on the show.
1: You too, man. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorcus.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.